Welcome back to another week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. This week we're going to be discussing about the rules and regulations in the state of Connecticut in which I wish that they would change and that I wish and hope that I can change later down the road. Thank you once again for tuning in and listening to us here on Unlucky Hunters Matter. Sunday hunting is probably the first rule that I would change for Connecticut. The season is only 16 weeks long, giving that the average hunter only has about 16 days to hunt, unless, of course, they spend their vacation time for hunting. But I'm speaking mostly for the average hunter. It is even less than that if they work on any given Saturday or have any family obligations, such as sports events, birthday parties, baby showers, which are just some examples. Youth usually have sports events on Saturday at some point during the day, meaning that these given youth hunters will also lose out on a full day of hunting. Or you have a youth hunter that has a sibling who plays sports, but can't go hunting because they have to go out with a mentor, meaning a parent. So now this youth hunter loses out on a full day of hunting because of something that is completely out of their control. Then the state wonders why they're losing numbers in hunters, or why they're not able to meet their quotas that they're trying to achieve for the deer management. However, by allowing hunters to hunt on Sundays, on state and private land during all given seasons, including the firearms and muzzleloader season, not only gives hunters more days to be able to hunt and enjoy the outdoors, in which our money goes towards to when we buy our licenses, tags, and hunting gear. So why shouldn't we be allowed to use and go out into the woods on Sunday and hunt? But I am not just talking about deer hunting, I am talking about all hunting. This is the time of year that hunters, to include myself, live for. I live for this time of year, and I look forward towards this time of year every year. But I am also a hunter that has a job that requires me to work Monday through Friday, and now occasionally the weekends as well thus giving me less time in the woods, and then the state wants to restrict me to hunt only one full day a week. And this is just one hunter. Now if you figure that the state has about 42,516 hunters based on the Connecticut deer hunting summary from 2022 season, this one law is affecting a whole bunch of hunters. And that's just deer hunters. It's not including the upland bird hunters, the waterfowl hunters. Then the state wonders why they're seeing a decrease in deer harvest numbers. The hunters are not being given a lot of time anymore to be able to hunt. Thus, this is why I truly believe that the state needs to change this law. Another law I wish the state would change is the hunting hours for deer hunting. Currently, the law is a half hour prior to sunrise to sunset. I do not know how many times that I have cursed the state of Connecticut for this law. I have lost count of the number of deer to include some big bucks that I have seen right after legal hunting time has expired. The kicker to this law here is that bird hunters, except for turkey hunters, can hunt a half hour prior to sunrise to a half hour after sunset. My one argument to this law is why do these hunters get that extra half hour when the deer and turkey hunters don't. I thought, well, maybe it has to do with safety. So I did a little research. 
In most of Connecticut, hunting accidents are from upland bird hunters shooting other bird hunters because they couldn't see the hunters. The majority of deer hunting accidents in the state is from tree stand safety and hunters falling out of their tree stands. So that's not really a valid reason for deer hunters if we are not shooting other deer hunters. There was a tragic event where a game warden was shot by a hunter and killed. So I thought that, well, maybe that's what caused the reason for these hunting hours. But nope, that wasn't it because that law was put into place before that even happened. Furthermore, this game warden was killed after it was dark and on private land and with a rifle, according to the reports I found online. So once again, that is not a valid reason for hunting hours to be set the way they are. Another point for this argument is that everyone knows that deer start moving and coming out closer to dark. So if the state is truly concerned about the deer harvest numbers being low, then why are they tying our hands behind our backs and not allowing us to hunt when they know the deer will be moving? I guess some could argue the point that you should hunt closer to where they're bedding, and in some cases, this is true. But what about the deer that bed on private land and will not come out onto the public land until after sunset? I hunt this field, and that is exactly what the deer will do. They will hang out and eat the acorns on their private property until sunset or just after. Some of the deer won't come out until right before dark. So for hunters who hunt state land like this, getting closer to the bedding areas is not an option. The only option is to expand the hunting hours to a half hour after sunset. Or you change the laws in regards to being able to hunt private property that is not posted. Which will bring me to my next point. I think Connecticut should allow of hunting on private land that is not posted. Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Massachusetts already have this law in place and is working quite well for the hunters, landowners, and the state. Why is Connecticut not a state allowing this? There is a ton of private land that should be available to hunters providing that it is not posted. I don't know how many fields I have driven by and seen deer in them and no hunters to be found. By allowing hunting on private property that is not posted, it would greatly help out the deer management, help the landowners and their crops from over damage from deer numbers. It also provides opportunities for hunters to spread out so we are not hunting on top of each other and lowering the risk of causing less accidents. Seems like a win-win situation to me. Another law I'd like to change is the state to allow the use of rifles and shotguns on state land, providing that the parcel you are hunting is greater than the 10-acre minimum, which is required for private land. The reason why I say this argument is the law was written when rifle cartridges completely outperformed any shotgun slug gun out there. But with today's ammunition and firearms, slug guns are performing just as well as most modern-day rifle cartridges, except for that you are sending a 260-grain Sabbath slug accurately to about 200 yards. I guess as a hunter, I'd rather have a 30-30 round coming at me, where I know a small sapling tree will stop the round, but that's not the case with the slug. I've seen a buddy of mine shoot a spike buck through some thick saplings at about 50 yards and still had the slug hit true even when it passed through a small sapling. 
I don't think a 30-30 round would do that. I know that smaller caliber rifles wouldn't be able to do that for sure. So if nothing else, then maybe the state should limit the caliber of round able to be used during the rifle season. Dogs. Allowing the use of dogs to track wounded deer. I think the state should change this law. As far as I know, you are not allowed to use dogs in the aid of tracking or hunting of deer in Connecticut. I don't see the point in dogs for hunting deer, but I do see a much value value in the aid of using dogs for tracking purposes. I shot a deer once, which I thought I made it a good shot, not a great shot, but nonetheless lethal. But I wasn't able to find this deer even after spending a day looking for her and spending about half the night looking for her. Multiple hunters every year post on Facebook asking for advice on how to find and recover their deer because of the same thing. They thought they made a good shot and then ran out of blood and no animal. Plus, once again, it can produce a huge market for the state in dog breeders to trainers to tracking businesses. Once again, I do not understand for the life of me as to why the state is holding out on this. Plus, every hunter wants to recover their game. I know that I do. To the point where it eats you alive on the inside about not, no, about not being able to recover an animal. Wondering if it did in, in fact die or is it out there still suffering. I think that yes, hunters owe the animal that they are hunting to make a good shot. But, this, but things happen. So I also think it's up to the state to help the hunters out for when those things happen, resulting in the hunter not making that perfect shot that results in a quick kill or easy track drop. And that is where the dog would come into play. Then the last thing that I would like to see change is adding a black bear season. There have been multiple bear sightings in the local neighborhoods while hunters have been out deer hunting. The numbers of bears in the state is getting out of hand. If the state would open up a bear season, they could bring in more money, especially if they have a lottery system for bear hunting instead of a general season. Either way, the state is losing out of money. They would have a way to keep the bear numbers in check and it'd keep the general population happy because the bears won't be overcrowding themselves. Clearly, most states that have black bears have a black bear season of some kind. So once again, I don't understand for the life of me as to why the state hasn't jumped on board and opened up a bear season. Just the money factor alone is mind-blowing. I hope that you other hunters will agree with me and support me on this. What I really hope for this is that someone can point me in the right direction to bring change to the state of Connecticut. I wanted to bring change that benefits us hunters, the animals, and ultimately the state itself. I know with 100% certainty that by changing these laws, it will not have an increase in hunting accidents or massive effect on the population of the deer herds to the point where the state will have to take a dramatic action to save the numbers. I know this because other states are already operating by the laws that I'd like to change. I also believe that by changing these laws and adding a bear season, we're bringing in more money for the state because we're bringing in more hunters. It's a really no-brainer as to why hunters leave the state to go hunt in surrounding states. It's because the hunting laws up there make sense because they are in favor for the hunters and the animal numbers. And I guess 
what the state ultimately wins because it draws in more money from these hunters that leaves their state to hunt there, like Maine, New Hampshire, and Vermont. Now it's time for Lessons Learned. Check your gear and check it often for wear and tear, fraying ropes and cables, cracks and splinters. I recently saw that my crossbow has a limb that is starting to splinter. I wish I caught it sooner and I might have saved me the time before I packed my crap in, hung a stand, climbed up, which would have saved me time and a bunch of energy. I'm glad that I found it though before it could have gotten any worse. Checking your gear includes your safety harnesses and saddles as well. Please check those every time before you leave your house, if not then before you leave your rig. The last thing I want is for any of you to fall out of your tree stand and have your hunting career come to an end because your gear didn't save you like it should have. Don't be afraid to change up your tactics. I went out the other day to go squirrel hunting and no, I didn't get anything. I shot at a couple and missed, but the point of it is, is it's fun and it takes the mind off of the pressure of deer hunting. If you hit a roadblock with your deer hunting like I did, Try a different type of hunting, squirrel hunting, upland bird hunting, waterfowl hunting, then get back to the deer hunting. Do not let other people's successes bring you down. I often fall into this trap right about this time of year. Finally, the bucks are moving more throughout the day, and it seems like everyone is killing deer but me. Wrong, because there are thousands of hunters out there, and only a handful of people are posting about their success. What we are not seeing is everyone else's failures, which is way more than the success rates out there. The point is, we are not alone. We can make a difference, though. We can hunt harder, try different spots, hunt over freshest sign that we find. But just remember that most of hunting is luck and being in the right place at the right time. If you are a bird hunter who hunts with dogs, Please keep track of your dog when you are at the parking lots. I don't know how many times I have had random dogs come up to me as I am in full camo coming back from hunting or trying to get out to hunt for the afternoon hunt. I take great efforts to smell like nothing but the woods. I don't need your dog jumping up on me and making my clothes smell like a predator. I tell you, I am not alone on this one as a hunter. I love dogs. Shoot, I have a handful of them, but I don't want them all over my hunting clothes when I am trying to smell like nothing. So please keep your dogs under your control when at the parking areas. If you are a deer hunter and have to deal with this, or you are wondering how to deal with this, just simply push the dog off of you and hold them in place until the owner realizes that their dog is not near them. Usually the owners will apologize. Just try not to cause a scene or problems because in the end we are all hunters and the dogs are just excited to be out there with their masters working doing what they are bred to do remember if a predator like a coyote or a bobcat is in the area remember that the hunt is not over i had a bobcat run through my spot the last three days of hunting and i still have had deer show up just maybe after legal hunting time Don't get mad or frustrated, just keep hunting or 
try to kill said predator where it is legal and continue on with your deer hunting. It's that time of year where anything can happen. Don't give up. That's going to wrap it up for us this week on Unlucky Hunters Matter. I appreciate each and every one of you who are supporting us and what we are doing here. I hope that you all are having great success in your hunting efforts. Please follow us on Instagram, leave us comments, and we sure love to hear from you. And please tell us what you'd like for us to talk about. Like always, stay safe, have fun, shoot straight, and have the best of luck. Thank you once again for listening to us here at Unlucky Hunters Matter.